Once again, welcome to another beautiful live session of the Potter's Gate online broadcast. My name is Isa Phillips Akintola. I hope you had a wonderful night rest. Well, this is another wonderful day. The Father has given us the grace and the opportunity to see. And we will be glad in him regardless of how uh, the enemy tried to hinder or stop us. Amen. The joy of the Lord is our strength. I want to welcome you this morning to this beautiful uh, they and this broadcast all right this morning we are going to by the grace of god continue to track the heart of the father we're going to continue to look into his heart his mind we're going to continue to see what he's showing us in his word regarding the nature of the days that we live in and how to engage all right this season of shift a shift has taken place in the realm of the spirit and it's our responsibility as followers of the lamb is our responsibility uh, uh, as followers of the lamb to continue to track with him to continue to find his path and to continue to or uh, align our life in terms of uh, that which is required and desire of us right it is my prayer that everyone in this day of uh, 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 the great awakening will actually listen and respond accordingly to that which the father has been proclaiming and declaring all right one of the things that i just quickly want to highlight as we press further into the fifth uh, uh, um session of this uh, particular teaching that we're doing on the dynamics of of, of a shift in season all right there there is there, there there are things we need to know there are things we need to understand when the when the seasons of god shift over a nation over a people over a family over a community we must have certain understanding certain capacity and certain a posture of adjusting so that we can be relevant in that which the spirit of the lord is saying but before i you know go forward that into all that i quickly once i once again want to you know uh, uh, re-emphasize this concept of you know walking in the reality of of you know of of our spirituality because whatever we are talking about all right whatever we're dealing with whatever the spirit of the lord is emphasizing may not be reduced to you know another knowledge another you know religious knowledge another gathering of information that does not really resonate with our spirit man it's important that spiritual things all right resonates with with, with, with our with our life it's important that we we develop that spiritual awareness that spiritual consciousness if you will it's important that we are not just you know following you know just because we we, we want to gather knowledge because i know that's the reason why you know some people People, you know follow the things of God they just want to gather knowledge they just want to have you know another you know uh, uh, information to add to all right their concept of spiritual development thank you brother Derek, for joining they just want to have another knowledge all right they just want to have another you know uh, you know uh, you know uh, another information you know that is uh, that is that is added to their spiritual feathers all right so basically they are just gathering knowledge here and there you know it's good to acquire knowledge it's good to gather that knowledge but what good what purpose would be the gathering of information it could even be spiritual or you know just you know natural normal information without the capacity to apply them to apply them and so this is to me it's a bit weary that all right we we can gather knowledge we can have this knowledge about what god is doing what god wants to do what the spirit of the lord is emphasizing and and it just remains excuse me and it just remains at that point of knowledge 
our knowledge must enhance our spiritual awareness. Halabashir there. Our knowledge must enhance our spiritual knowledge. That's the essence, all right, why God gives us knowledge. So when God trains a man, empowers a man, and download of himself, of his will, of his counsel into that man, and that man comes and begins to disseminate and begins to release and begin to, you know, share that which the Spirit of the Lord right, is doing or saying. It is our responsibility to run with that truth. It's our responsibility to make sure that every aspect of that truth finds a place of divine expression, alright? That we're not ever learning, like they said in the scripture, ever learning, but never come to day. We're never coming to the position where that which we have learned all right, is changing us. We are changed by what we receive of the Lord. Paul said, what I, I give to you are the things that I have received of the Lord. All right? so, so there are people that God has given the capacity to have access into what I call spiritual knowledge, into what I call divine knowledge. And when they come with that knowledge and they're able to you know, precisely you know, release that knowledge into society, into the body of Christ. It is the responsibility of the saints. Is the is the it is the calling of the saints, Amen. To take that which has been given, all right, and begin to embellish them into every aspect of their life, such that, all right, they begin to grow. This is how we grow. This is how we develop in the things of the spirit. And I just felt, you know, the Lord will have me really emphasize on that this morning once again as we delve deeper, because we're going to continue to go deeper and deeper but i'm very weary that as we go deeper all right that we are not really you know changing we're not being transformed we're not being conformed all right into the reality of that which the spirit of the lord is saying that is something that i personally want to continue to deal with so that we don't just have this head knowledge because i mean i've experienced that all right in in the past move of god all right there was so much you know information so much revelation so much impartation you know of what god was doing and declaring but guess Guess what? Many of the people back then, all right, were just running with head knowledge, and therefore, you know, the, the power to, you know, to 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 bring that which they have learned, that which they have received into bear in society, in their life, in their home, in their family, was not there. And that's a gap I really want to close as the Lord continue to emphasize upon us a new day, as the Lord continue to bring us into this new season, into this third day. The dimension of the third day church must be a church. Amen. That has closed the gaps. There must not be gap in our life. There has to be proximity between what we know and what we are becoming. Hallelujah. There has to be closeness. There has to be proximity between what we know and what we are becoming. There must not be gap. Our life, the battle of our personal walk with God must be closing the gap. Closing the gap between what we know and what we are practicing. We must be doers of the word. Those who are going to get blessed are going to be those who are doing the word. Who are practicing the word. The, the place of practicing the word be, makes us to become masters of the word. If we're not practicing, I mean, if you're sitting in class and all you're getting is just the theory, all you're getting is just the knowledge, all you're getting is just you know, the theoretical aspect and you are, you are, you are never put in a position where you begin to practice, you begin to put into, 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 act, you know, active, you know, uh, 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 you know, you know, contact that which you have learned. Then, then you're not going to develop in spiritual experience because experience comes from practicing. All right. But I, I really don't want to flag, you know, uh, you know, flag this so much so that I don't deviate from, you know, what we are looking at. But I, I just felt this is very important because the Lord, as we are learning, Learning, as we're learning, as the Spirit of God continue to teach us, as the Spirit of God continue to emphasize present truth, all right, we will have to develop the kind.
kind of attitude, the kind of character, the kind of lifestyle to apply that which the Spirit of the Lord is saying. Or else the enemy is going to take advantage. Amen. And that's where the Bible says, you know, knowledge puffs off. Okay. All right. We've seen a lot of people who have knowledge about the things of God who are very, you know, self deceived. All right. Uh, the last time I was talking about William Braham. William Braham was a man who God used powerfully powerfully in his day god used this man powerfully but guess what the knowledge that the that the heaven was imparting into this man i mean got into him that he he, i mean he he got into he got into a position of of self-deceit and at the end of the day the enemy destroyed him we don't want to get into that point so as god continue to increase us in knowledge we also need to constantly work in that understanding amen of humility but not just humility in terms of you know some posture but humility in terms of practicing and living the life of truth and living the life of truth all right that's that we will look at that some other day and maybe expand more on it but we've been dealing with the dynamics of a shift in season over a nation my god the father has been really showing us and opening our understanding to you know various things particularly regards to the shift over 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 a nation and particularly south africa i mean i'm very 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 passionate about the state about the condition of of south africa particularly in line with god's prophetic calendar there is a place heaven is pushing us to there's an agenda that is playing out right now that we've got to understand all right we don't want to we don't want to flow with that which the enemy is highlighting and screaming at and you know and exposing we want to track the heart of god we want to find the mind of god we want to come to a new day where that which the spirit of the lord amen is proclaiming and declaring all right through this uh, uh, political you know uh, uh, um you know system that have been established all right because god will use whatever it's available all right to bring his agenda to fall that's just the principles of the kingdom all right for 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 the father to finally establish his own kingdom in the millennial realm there will be culminations of 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 progressions amen of activity within the within the realities of men within the activities of men within this within what men call system god will continue to engage with the system all right and and as god continue to engage engage with the system they will continue to get weaker and weaker and weaker until the final day where the kingdom of god hallelujah will become manifest in 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 the earth but before we see that finality that final expression amen of the dominion of christ all right with within the earth we need to understand that god uses human beings he uses you know the systems that have been positioned the system that have you know that have been established god uses the system and therefore we have to be people who have understanding and know how to interact with god amen within the structures of those systems we we must know how to deal with we must know how to transact we must know how to interchange we must know how to connect we must be people who are sighted amen in the things of the spirit and very diplomatic amen in engaging human sphere in engaging human life so that we don't divorce ourselves and separate ourselves all right and become some monk somewhere you know in the in the mountain all right completely divorced separated from what is happening you know in the valley no we've got to be able to balance the two merge the two what the spirit of the lord is saying to us amen on the mountain amen must become practicable in the valley because at the end of the day amen we want to see a nation that is reformed that is transformed we want to see a people amen that has that you know that have been pulled out of whatever you know chain whatever you know imprisonment the enemy has kept them we want to see deliverance in the life of people amen salvation is about people not just about 
system, not just about, you know, some geographical boundaries. Salvation is about people. Redemption is for people. The Bible says creation is groaning and crying, all right, for the manifestation of the sons of God. So we've got to understand that our walk with God, amen, is a walk that is practical. Our walk with God is a walk that is practical. Let me repeat that again. Our walk with God is a walk that is practical. The practicality, amen, of our spirituality must be visible within the sphere of human life. It must be, all right? We've got to have the capacity. We've got to have the knowledge. We've got to have the wisdom. So when we study Daniel, we study Ezekiel, we study, you know, Joseph, we study, you know, Moses, we study uh, 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 Paul. All these people, are, all these people, amen, they were people in their own day who you can define as diplomats. They were diplomats because they knew how to inter- interface between heaven and earth. They knew how to represent the kingdom of God in the earth. They knew how to speak to, you know, leaders. They knew how to interchange, amen, ideologies. They knew how to, you know, connect, amen, with that which is visible, amen, from, from a realm, amen, that is, that is, that is more superior, amen, to the natural realm. That is something we've got to learn in our day. I see a lot of, you know, you know, you know, uh, uh, distance between what we know and what we're practicing and that, that's some of the things that I was sharing yesterday uh, for those who have been following you know my, my, my timeline you know that we, we've got to develop a capacity in the church where we are able to take that which we know because I believe there's so much heaven has given to us as, as the body of Christ and more so the church is placed on earth amen not just to redeem the earth but also to develop the earth alright a redeemed earth should be a developed earth amen I mean, that is just, I mean, normal. You don't need a rocket science knowledge to know that, that when the earth is redeemed, the earth will be transformed. The earth will be developed. Amen. So we want to see an earth, amen, that is that is offered back to God the way it was in the beginning. And that means every order of life that has become dysfunctional, every order, every space of human existence that the enemy has captured, amen, must be engaged, starting from our own personal life, amen, to our immediate home, our family, our marriage, amen, we must engage, amen, every aspect of our life, amen, with the knowledge of the present redemptive, you know, agenda of God, amen, and when we begin to do that, then it begins to filter into our immediate community, because the Bible says, when you let your light so shine, men will see it, (laughs) and do what, and give glory to your Father who, who is in heaven, so there is something about our life, amen, that becomes a message, that becomes a reflection, amen, of, 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 of the activities of God in our life that becomes visible for men to see. Uh, the Bible says in that day, they will say, come let us go up. So there has to be a dimension of our life where we become, we become a, a, you know, a shining light. The Bible says, for you are a city that is set on a hill, amen, that cannot be hidden. You are a light, amen, shining, attracting men into the kingdom of God. Alright? These are, these are principles, these are value systems that have been established for us, that we have to begin to take because uh, you know one of the things that I'm asking myself are we actually thinking in the church are we thinking are we strategic in our thought pattern Let, let's not allow our life to be lived from one you know uh, narrative of how you know society has been has been uh, you know uh, uh, has been wired has been has been engineered to think all right there's a way society has been engineered to think so that even when you begin when you give them resource when you give them opportunity they still make a mess of this i mean when you look at africa today you look at what is going on i mean this is supposed to be a, a real estate that is 
you know that is blessed that is blessed in terms of all that we need to transform you know our life to transform our condition but guess what we are still the you know the most impoverished society in the world i mean this is this is this is abnormal so what is wrong with our thought pattern what is wrong with the way we engage what is wrong with the way we think all right and we will continue to blame each other no it's because of that person no we, it's time for us to look inward particularly as the church the church is the agent of change we the ecclesia are the agent of change so god will continue to speak to us and engage us from all these levels because at the end of the day we are the instrument of change god is not going to send some angels to come do the work that has been assigned to us come on god is not going to send some angels angels are, are, are designed to assist us not to not to not to do our job all right, we, we look at angels as powerful, this powerful being. Let them just come and bring a change. No, no, no. The Bible says Jesus prayed. He was tired. The, the Lord sent angels, amen, to come and strengthen him, to strengthen him, not to abdicate, not to take his place. So we've got to, we've got to understand that the church, amen, has redeemed humans because that's who we are in the church. We are redeemed humans, redeemed humans, amen, have advantage of opportunity, have advantage of light, have ad- advantage of power, have advantage of vision have advantage amen of grace have have the capacity for resource to bring amen the rest of creation out of darkness out of the present quagmire to bring them to the place amen where their life can come into rest in the father and that's our mandate that's why jesus took peter james and john to the you know to 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 the mountain to show them what they can become to show them how the kind of life they can live if they walk in that which amen has been given to them if they align themselves to the truth and this is the standard that i keep raising all right that that we will not be able to impact or transform society based on our own ideology of of christianity of religion of you know of biblical truth no we have to align ourselves to the divine standard of God and that's why God will continue to check and to point at every area of our life that the enemy can use to stop or to hinder us from coming into that place where we can maximize that's a word where we can maximize amen the power of the age to come the power of the kingdom of God so when God continue to deal with us it is for us to submit it is for us to align it is for us to I mean before I came preaching this morning teaching I mean I had to open my heart to the Lord father I open my heart to you today cleanse me of anything that could hinder me that could stop me from relating from giving your word because the enemy is looking for that little whatever it is it could be a thought it could be an idea it could be an agenda or it could be unforgiveness whatever the devil can find in us it will use it it will maximize it to make sure he hinders you all right from doing that which amen the lord has called you to do and guess what if it can hinder you it can hinder somebody else and if it can hinder somebody else at the end of the day is hinder the entire community because community are made of individuals community is not made of just a bunch of people from god knows where no communities are made from individuals individuals living in in a home in units from home amen you've got your neighbor from your neighbor you've got you know the neighbor's neighbor that's how i mean that's how we build community so if i can begin to understand what god is doing in my life and my neighbor can understand that all right and our neighbor can understand that and she's and and his neighbor can understand that and everybody begin to take our place amen in terms of the principles of redemption the principle of transformation the principles of reform 
transformation and we begin to develop ourselves alike in terms of divine truth guess what before you know it we've all built our wall no gap the devil is in trouble i mean we're advancing from one place we move to the next level this is the principle that we need to bring back and that's why heaven is dealing with these issues that we need to understand god is not going to just you know uh, uh, you know bump into the situation and just deliver us because you know we're crying no he will say there are principles i've given to you there are standards that are given to you there are there are you know you know uh, uh values that i've given to you begin to align yourself all right to those values and when you begin to do that guess what change will begin to occur amen little by little gradual by gradual before you know it amen you have come to that position where you are able to face this goliath all right that that is standing before you and that's what we want to deal with all right there is a goliath that is standing before us amen there is there is there is an opposition that is there is a contrary spirit that is hindering amen our nation from advancing but all all that begins from amen the position of God finding a man a man a man amen that can that can challenge this system this power this force amen the Bible says God has found in David a man whose heart is after him that is the bottom line that is the foundation all right we're talking about the dynamics of change the dynamics amen of a shift in season when the season shift everything that defines our operations everything that defines our template of thinking everything that defines amen our concept and value system has to change even as a nation but i say that you know uh, for that to happen on a position amen on that standard of a nation it has to start from our unique macro, you know, level. It has to start from me and you. All right? The nation is made up of individuals. Before we begin to talk about systems, even when we talk about systems, the systems are run by people. So if you have the wrong people, amen, running the system, running government, guess what? They're going to produce evil. And that's what we've been seeing. But now we're seeing God is saying, hey, I'm coming into your nation. Amen. The Bible says, blesses it that comes in the name of the Lord. God is coming back. God, God wants to take his place. God is awakening his prophetic intention. God is tearing his prophetic agenda. God is looking upon us again as a nation in south africa and i believe in the rest of the world amen with the eyes of mercy uh, amen and in that day god says i'm gonna i'm gonna return to you with mercy amen there has to be a company of people that knows how to engage god that knows how to bring hallelujah how to welcome his return jesus said you will not see him you will not see me again israel because you do not know how to track amen the comings of the lord it says you will not see me again so they missed their day of visitation because hallelujah they were looking at jesus from a very myopic from a very shallow from a religious amen from you know from a backward you know perverted kind of you know you know mindset and so jesus said you're not going to see me again until you are able in other words something has to happen in their life until you are able to say bless is it in other words being able to acknowledge being able to track being able to identify hey wait a minute the season has changed here's a different man coming they say, who is that man that is coming? You've got to be able to track, identify that movement, that coming of the Lord, that this is a sacred 
day that this is not just another day that this is not just another moment that this is not just another you know uh, uh, election if you will that this is not just another activity taking place in the land can't you see all that is taking place in South Africa there is there is there is a war going on hallelujah a war between amen righteousness and corruption righteousness and evil there is a war going on amen and it's for you and I the Lord thank you father Thank you, Father. I was just thinking that there's something the Lord dropped in my, in my heart this morning before I came to the studio, but I forgot. But th- that thought just came back again. In the day where we begin to see this kind of battle taking place, everybody must learn to take their position. Every one of us must mount our position. Amen. The Bible says in the day where the children of Israel were facing you know, you know, not not the Midianite now. It was, it was the battle of the Amalekites. The Bible says that Moses went to the hill, to the mountain top, all right, and began to pray and begin to seek the face of God as he lifted his hand up. I mean, the first thing that came to mind is that there was a division of labor. Everyone took their place. Moses took his place. Amen. Joshua took his place. Amen. He was the physical combat, you know, combating soldier. He was the man on ground. He was the boot on ground. And that is a ministry that you can't take from Joshua. So Joshua must recognize his place. Moses must recognize his place. Amen. Aaron and all must recognize their place. We see these three tiers of government. We see these three, these three tiers, amen, of, of engaging. If we're going to engage the powers of darkness if we if we if we seem a season have shifted if we say amen that is that is that is that is that is a demand hallelujah for us to move into a new day because we want to see transformation development we want to see advancement amen we want our children to come into amen their day amen in, in, in connecting with that which will connect them to their destiny hallelujah that we cannot afford hallelujah not to be positioned ourselves not to position ourselves where heaven will have us position so this is a day where we've got to understand the a chain of command we've got to understand the chain of command we've got to understand the chain of administration we've got to understand the chain of leadership who is moses who is joshua who are the who are the sons of aaron hallelujah who are the sons of all we've got to take our place mount our position aaron must not seek to take the place of moses moses must not seek to take the place of joshua we've got to know who we are we've got to be able to identify our place I don't want to be Cyril Ramaphosa. Amen. He is the president. He is the political president. He is the one leading the nation. My duty, hallelujah, is to be, amen, an Aaron, is to be an all to support that which the Lord, amen, as, 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 as is using him, hallelujah, to, you know, to steer as a crusade of reforming this land, as a crusade, amen, of transforming this nation, as a crusade of rebutting this nation. I've got to take my place and say, God, your will for this man's life will come to pass because I know that he cannot defend that he's a leader does not mean that he will be able to do the job by himself no i've got to support him i've got to pray the bible says pray for those in leadership the bible says we must lift up amen, our leaders and we've got to do that strategically we've got to do that in alignment of divine prophetic agenda for our life you see when we don't have a prophetic understanding of god's plan for our nation guess what we will abdicate our position and say well he's the political leader after all he's the anc Listen to this. Listen to this, friends. Listen to this. If anything happened to the economy of the of, of the nation of South Africa or any part of the world, are you gonna blame? Are you just gonna blame the? Or, no, no, not just blame. Will the impact of that decision just affect the political class? No, it affects everybody. It affects even the the child that is just born on that same day. Amen. It impacts everybody. So 
So, so the decisions that our leaders make, amen, should be informed by the kind of prayer that we are supporting them with. If we don't support them with the right prayer, if we're not engaging them in the spirit, if we're not challenging, amen, the forces, because there are forces, there are thought forces, there are all kinds of forces that want to make sure, amen, that our leaders don't do the right thing. Because guess what? Politics is not just about, you know, leading people. There are all kinds of battles, there are all kinds of politics, and there are all kinds of, you know, situations that is going on that we cannot see. Because it's about the soul of people, it's about the destiny of a nation. The enemy wants to own the nation. I mean, we've seen what the devil has done in this nation in the past, you know, two decades. We've seen that. We've seen how the devil has taken over almost in fact, almost taking over the system, the policy of this nation. All right, prayer is kicked out of our schools. Amen. I mean, fathers have, you know can no longer you know you know discipline and and carry their children in, in the way they want to carry them. All right, and even though we've seen the extreme of that, amen. We've seen how the devil is destroying marriages and homes in, in, in this nation. We've seen how the economy is nose driving. We've seen how our teenagers, all right, have become suddenly so weak and don't want to walk. All right, don't want to go to school. We've seen how our children are stabbing themselves, killing themselves. I mean, we've seen, you know, cultism arising in, in our secondary schools. We've seen prostitution in the school. What, can, what, what is, tell me, tell me the evil that we're talking about that we can't find today in South Africa that is within the society. Now, what happened? Because we allowed the enemy. What happened because the church went to sleep? What happened because somebody fold their hair? What happened because somebody said, well, that's not my business. That doesn't concern me. Guess what? It concerns you. If we're going to see a change, if we're going to see transformation, if we're going to see redemption, if we're going to see the hand of God, hallelujah, once again move in our land, we have to agree with God. We have to submit to God. We have to go beyond our own selfish agenda and begin to align our heart and align our resource together to see that this wall is rebuilt. God said, I sought for a man. I'm looking for a man who will build up the wall and stand before me on behalf of the land. That is the call. This is the mandate. So this, first of all, has to be very real to us. You see, if we're just looking at our own life and say, well, this is not a call for me. It must be for Brother John. Oh, it must be for Brother God knows who. It must be for Sister Sue. Not me. Not me. I'm just fine with my own little, you know, life. After all, God is blessing me, you know. <laughs> if you don't fight, if you don't enroll yourself in this battle, the battle is coming to your doorstep. <laughs> this is what Esther said to the people. You've got to, you've got to, you, everybody must take their place in this battle, in this war. Because you think, well, everything is just, you think everything is just fine because you've got your own personal security. In fact, it was the people that said this to, to Esther. That you've got to wake up. You've got to understand that you've been brought into, <laughs> into this position for such a time as this. You've got to understand that this is a corporate thing that we've got to do corporately. If we want to see change in our nation, everyone must mount their place. Everyone must mount their position. We must know our own grace. We must be able to function within the sphere, within the context, amen, within the, within the reality of God's purpose 
for our life. Amen. Grace that is given to us must be maximized. Amen. In pushing forth. Amen. In, in, in advancing the agenda, the prophetic counsel of God for our life. Amen. Don't look at the big things. Start from your own little smart spot. Amen. Find your own little small spot. This is my own little small spot. Amen. I am doing what I'm doing. Amen. And I know somehow, somewhere, somebody will compliment what I'm doing. I'm complimenting what others are doing. It will be out of order to think that, well, you know it all. You are the one doing it. No, no, no. I will never make such a mistake to think I'm the only one that God, amen, is steering to proclaim this, amen, to push this agenda. No, I'm only doing what God has called me to do. And if I can find myself, amen, as a Moses or as a Joshua or as an Aaron or all, amen, that have been positioned in the battle of, on the battle against, amen, the Amalekites, then, amen, we begin to talk about victory because the Bible says there was Joshua, amen, on the battleground. There was Moses. Did you see their location? Different location, but all coherent, hallelujah, in the divine prophetic agenda of God. There is Moses on top of the hill, amen. Here is Joshua in the battle, amen. Here is Aaron and all, amen, holding forth the, the, the you know, the, the shoulder, which is the place of government, holding forth the arms of the Lord, hallelujah, holding, raising the arms, amen, of the Lord, you see, because their arms are connected to the shoulder, you see, when the, sh- when the arms get weak, the shoulder gets weak, government fail. Six stones representing symbol symbol symbolizing the nation of Israel were inscribed upon amen the, the you know the the, the, the the priestly effort amen of, of the priest representing carrying of the government we've got to understand that the government is on our shoulder yes there are physical people there running government but the government is upon the shoulder of the church that's why I keep saying Government will never be able to succeed in this crusade. The present, you know, a, a leadership of Syria Maposa will not succeed earlier in this crusade of mopping, of wiping corruption out of South Africa. If the church does not wake up, if 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 this project does not begin in the church, because listen to this: government rests upon the shoulder of the church. Government, government rest upon the shoulder of that is God's order in the physical human realm. Government, amen, are run by you know certain political appointees, but in the spiritual realm, I mean, we saw that, amen. The the king understood that he came to the prophet of God, my father, my father, the horsemen and the chariots of Israel, my father, my father, the horsemen and the chariot of Israel, Hatalabashi, and they are my father my father that is a proclamation from a king what a sighted king what a sighted king not david will go to war without consulting with god without consulting with the prophets but in the day where the prophets <laughs> amen have turned to you know uh, uh you know contractors in the day where the prophets of god have turned to contractors all they are looking for is money all right the prophet lie you know just give them money then they will give you prophecy where in the day where the holy order the sacred order of god have been perverted no wonder the nation is nose diving no wonder corruption, amen, is rife in the land. No wonder perversion and wickedness, amen, is increasing in the land. I was reading uh, um, Lamentation 3 and 4 yesterday. And I'm saying to myself, God, this is a description of our nation. This is a description of our nation. The, 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 the prophets, the men of God are no longer honored. 
lamentation says, the wicked goes into the house of God and kill the prophets and the priests. And I'm saying to myself, isn't this what is happening today in, in, in our nation? Isn't, isn't this what is happening in Nigeria where, you know, this, you know, bandits will go into the church and kill. They will kill. They will kill and kill the people and, you know, and, and, and run away. We're seeing it. So this is not some, oh, this happened, you know, some, you know, uh, thousands of years back, hundreds of years back. Wow, Mark, these people, how could, it's happening today. It's happening in our day. We are seeing the wicked entering the house of God, perverting, destroying the things of God. I mean, gone are the days where people have fear. They have fear. The wicked have fear. So, oh, no, that's a house of God. That's a church. Whose church? <laughs> they are going into the church and just destroy. Why? Because, because the men of God have perverted the holy things. When we pervert the holy things, when we destroy sacred things, when the things of God no longer matter to us, when the things of God become, you know, a secondary thing, it's no longer primary, it's no longer primal to our heart. When the things of God no longer excite us, when the things of God no longer define our values, when the things of God, amen, no longer define amen, our, our, you know, in our state and, and our actions guess what, God will allow the wicked to go into his house to ravage, to destroy his house, this is what the scripture says you read it, lamentation is there is there so, so as, as, you know, as the president, or I begin to go forth in this, you know, uh, a crusade of mopping and cleaning, all right, the nation, cleaning the, the various system. But guess what? You can clean the system, but you can't clean the heart of men. I, I hope you understand what I'm saying. Because corruption is not just an act. Cor- corruption is first a state of the heart. Corruption is first a state of the heart. So if there is anything today our president need to understand is to begin to locate the true voice, the true voice of God in the land and say, I need you guys to pray for me. Don't go look for all right, this big shot. Don't go look for those guys who call themselves bishop, who call themselves, you think because they've got this long group and they've got big churches, Mr. President, they will never, they do not even understand. In fact, they are the reason of the problem of the land because these are the same people that Zuma will go to and consult and say, pray for me. These are the same people that when Zuma is to appear in court, you see them in numbers, in numbers, go supporting him. How do you support corruption? How do you support corruption? So if we want to see a change in our land, we need to begin to ask the Lord to open the eyes of our president. We, because listen to this, whoever ministers to him, whoever speaks to him, whoever amen, uh, 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 advises him in terms of, you know, who will, who, will, who will be praying? Who should be praying? Who should we be consulting in prayer? You don't want to consult a soothsayer. You don't want to consult amen, a prayer contact, contractor. You don't want to consult a false prophet. Amen. And today, I tell you, the enemy has perverted the act. Excuse me. He, 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 he has perfected the act amen, of, of counterfeit. I mean, counterfeit today has become the order of the day. Many of the men of God that we think we know them, we, we're running after them, we, you know, we, ah, we celebrate them. They will say the right thing, but behind, they're doing the wrong thing. Their heart is completely divorced from the order of God. So these are days we need to pray for those in leadership. That God will open their eyes of understanding to locate the truth. Sometimes, sometimes, if you want to find the true prophet, don't go to the palace. Jesus said, who have you come to see? <laughs> John, who have you come to see? Prophet, ah, if you're looking for a prophet, you don't look for him in the palace. <laughs> a true prophet is not one. Amen. I gotta put this thing on. 
This is how we carry. This is symbolic of carrying this nation upon our shoulder. Jesus said, who are you looking for? A prophet. He said, if you're looking for a true prophet, you have to go to the backside of the wilderness. <laughs> He's feeding with wild locust and honey. He's, he's guarded with camel's ghetto. You want to find a true prophet? You can't find him in a palace. These people have built palace for themselves. No wonder they can no longer hear God. No longer, no wonder they can no longer, you know, tag the heart of God. No wonder they can no longer lead the people to the place of greener pasture. No wonder today they are skinning the, the sheep. No wonder today or they, they've made their church, amen, a prison yard. Once you come in, you dare not go out. And if you want to go out, they curse you. In the kingdom, we don't clone men. You've got to understand that in this new day, we need sight. We need sight. We need understanding. We need clarity. We need insight. Listen to me. The fact the person calls himself a, a prophet, the fact the person calls himself an apostle, a bishop, God knows what. Today, I mean, you just look at the title they give themselves. That immediately gives them up. I'm a prophet by, by, by calling, but my name is Isaiah Phillips. You will never hear me call I, prophet Isaiah Phillips. No, my name is Isaiah Phillips, but my calling is a prophet. All right, but that does not mean that amen, I will allow somebody amen, to look down on my calling. Amen. No, 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 no. I magnify my office because this is not something that you know I, I you know I, I jump into or I bought. This is not a certificate. This is a calling. Oh my good God. I know what it took me to get to where I'm where I am today. It took me death, several deaths, and it's still costing me so much. So we've got to be able to understand that there's a big difference between one who called himself, amen, or the ones people call and they, they give them title. You know, I was in Nigeria back then when somebody said, well, we'll give you, you know, an, honor, an, an honorary degree and, you know, we want to make you a bishop and all that, but you just need to pay X, Y, Z. And I say, sorry, I'm not interested. I'm not interested. I'm not interested. You see, if I was ambitious about, you know, the things of the spirit, I wouldn't be where I am today. But guess what? I would have lost my both sides. Yes, yes. There's a price to pay. If you're going to be a, you know, a spokesman for God, if you're going to walk with God, if you're going to go, go on with God, if you're going to press into the things of the Spirit, there is a price to pay. There's a price to pay. Not this price of dollars and pounds and rand. People are paying here and there. No, no, no. There is a price to pay in the things of the Spirit. There's a price to pay, pay in, in terms of your life, your character. There are things that will never work well for you. Oh, come on. Isaiah, don't start. There are things that will never work well for you in terms of how you expect them. And God will say, I deliberately keep those things there. Need you will always have so that you can always depend on me. You will never have enough in your bank account because you are mine. I will always bring the raven to supply your needs. I will always bring you to the brook even when everything seems to be dry somewhere. But if you ever think you're going to have so much to the point where you think you've arrived, there is no arrival for you, mister. Do you want it? <laughs> Do you want the flame or you want the fame? Choose one. God, can I have the, the, the boats? Can I have the two? Sorry, you've got to choose one. Well, the fame will be good. You'll be known all over the world. No, Lord. I want the flame. Do you want the flame or you want the fame? You can't have the two. You cannot have the two. So even in the midst of your pain and your trouble and your confusion and your need and your lack and you open the, the fridge and there's no food there and you're like God and God said that's part of the process 
Ah, but they will tell you, oh, you don't have faith. They will tell you, uh, uh-uh. what kind of a God are you serving? That you don't have enough. That you don't, uh, no, no. After God says he's going to give you abundance, you're not reading the scripture. When you read scripture out of context, you end up, you end up allowing the soul to govern your life, to lead your life. When you read scripture out of context, you miss your day of visitation. So, so we've got to understand what the Spirit of the Lord is doing nowadays. We don't want our, our, you know, our leaders amen, to fall into the wrong hands. Because when they, when they need the church all right, to speak, when they need somebody to speak on behalf of the church, maybe on, on a national event, they go, I mean, I could remember, was it last year, late last, last year, they had a prayer, uh, um, I can't remember if it's a national prayer day or something, but it was a big event in Johannesburg. And guess who I see in the front? <laughs> Bushiri. I saw Bushiri in the front. I said, my good God, how did Bushiri got here? I mean, is Bushiri supposed to be representing the leadership of the church in South Africa? Yes, because those leaders are blind. Because those ones in government are also blind. They don't know the difference. Here is a guy that you've seen that is ripping the people, that is taking advantage of the people. They call for a national day of prayer. It is the wrong people you see at the front row. No wonder God is not answering their prayer. Come on. He said, Isaiah is speaking like, I'm zealous for, the, my, for my father's house. I'm zealous for my father's house. And if we don't have a zeal for God's house in this new day, guess what? Our children are going to pay for it. Because what we don't change right now will not automatically change itself. It will just continue to the next generation. So, listen to me. You're fighting for your children. You're fighting for your children's children. Because if my children understand what I'm doing right now, guess what? Guess what? They will carry the battle to the next generation and they will have the victory. You see, David fought, amen, for, for, you know, for, 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 for his generation, but he also fought, amen, for his, for his child. He fought for the next generation. He fought, amen, for the rebuilding of the temple of God by Solomon. We've got to understand the principles of the kingdom. This is something that is required of us. This is not just something if I wish, if I want to know. You are mandated. You are, you are responsible for the spiritual state of your nation, for the spiritual state of your community. It is your responsibility. It is your calling, hallelujah, to stand, to find your place. If you are called to be a Joshua, then be there fighting hallelujah the battle of the law if you're called amen to resource joshua in fighting then you'll be a moses amen on the mountain and if you're there to support hallelujah the weak hands of moses then be there let's find our place let's find let's locate our place and let's carry out amen our assignment with joy and stop complaining with joy hallelujah and stop looking at someone else no 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 uh no no joshua are you fighting no 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 it's not your duty to look at joshua you do your job as a Moses. Let Joshua do his job. Listen to this. When Moses and begin to get weak and, and you know and collapse, Joshua began to lose the battle. Joshua began to lose the battle. You see, in this thing, not one single man takes the glory. This is a corporate thing. No one man can say, Well, my hand. Brought me the victory. In Judges chapter 7. After the Lord has dealt with Gideon. And that's part of one of the things I actually want to deal with. Because in my last uh, uh, broadcast that I did on the, on the, on, uh, on the hill be- behind me. All right, we began to talk about dealing with the high place. 
because we're going somewhere. See, we're moving towards a dimension. Now we want to begin to deal with the high places. All right. We want to begin to deal with the high places. And the reason for that is our victory, our deliverance, our transformation is not going to be complete. Amen. In, in, you know, in terms of, you know, winning the war against evil against corruption perversion and all this all these things that we're dealing with it's not gonna it's not gonna be complete until we remove the high places until we remove the high places until we remove the high places all right because there is a spirit out there there are powers there are systems that have been established and when we talk about high places i mean we can begin to expand you know our our you know our understanding you know, in terms of defining the high place. But we've got to understand, you know, a primary definition is that the high place influence the activities of men, amen, in the valley. The high place, amen, is a place that have been dedicated to certain gods, to certain mindset, to certain belief system, all right, that impacts, that influence, that determine. How people behave, how people live their life, how people interact, amen, in the lower realms. So what you see people do in the lower realms, amen, is informed by, amen, certain dimension of authority that, amen, is, is overing over the spiritual sphere of that realm, of that, of that region, of that society. So, so society do not just begin to live in a particular form or begin to behave in a particular form without them being informed by a spirit amen in the high place all right in the days of you know in, in the bible days the high place were some mountains all right were some place where certain things have been dedicated to certain gods all right so that they can have you know certain blessing or certain god knows what in the valley yes the bible says amen the people we're still worshiping. They are still connecting. Amen. You know, they are worshiped to the, you know, to, they are still contacting the high place. Even, even though, amen, the king, amen, had, 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 you know, had removed, had destroyed, had cleansed the land. But the Bible says the high places were still left, you know, un, un, untouched. The high places were still kept intact so that the people are still going to the high place, amen, to worship. To worship. So the high place, amen, defines who we worship. The high place defines who we bow to. The high place defines, amen, the state of our life. The high place defines, amen, the, the state of our economy. You see, back in those days, amen, the, you know, the, 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 the God Baal, amen, is, is, is a God that people worship, amen, to, 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 to increase their, you know, their economy, their income. People worship Baal, amen, because they want prosperity. A lot of us today, including in church people, are worshiping Baal because they want money. All right, this is this is not some you know new strange you know uh, teaching. No, this is something that is real. People are, I mean, in fact, people are doing it openly. Can I give you a word? <laughs> you see, the churches where people people go to and the man of God start preaching and they start throwing money, they start throwing money on the altar. And you think, wow, they're bringing money to the man of God on the altar. No, no, that is a worship to Baal. You don't know that. <laughs> that is a worship to Baal. If you, if you read scripture in Acts, when the Bible said they brought the money to the apostles' feet, the apostles' feet is the place that launches the gospel, amen, to the outreach, to the people that needs, that needs it. 
that you see when we take that's why i keep saying when we take scripture out of context we miss the purposes of god amen and the enemy hijack sometimes our good intention for his own good pleasure I do not believe that everybody that goes, amen, the man of God is preaching. But watch it. Most of them, when these people begin to, ex, you know, respond to bring the money to, you know, to, you know, to, you know, to the altar and throw it at the, in fact, you will look at some of, some men of God, they will put their feet there. Put it, throw it there, throw, throw it here, throw it here. When you look at that, and you look at the emotional, the emotional, you know, uh, culture or what has been aroused in the atmosphere. You will notice that most most time people are not actually in their right senses. You see, when you want to give offering to God, you cannot give given you can't give that offering, amen, with your senses not intact. You must give an offering because you have the Bible says, let every man propose in his in his heart. You must propose in your heart. So you, it's not some spirit moving you to give. No, you you move. Yes, the spirit is leading you, but you are sure you are in agreement. Not after you've given, you say to yourself, Hey, did I actually give all that money? I had, how am I going to get home now? How am I going to pay my child's school fee? <laughs> how am I going to... You see, that is not an offering that was given by the leading of the Spirit. That is an offering that was given because something, something, it may cast a spell on you. You were moved. You were shaken. And you, you, you followed the impulse of the moment. That's why people don't get. They don't get. They don't receive back. Oh come on! I know a lot of people will not accept what I've said, but this is the truth. I mean, this is not my. This is not my. I'm not just beginning this walk. I've been in this thing. I understand the the looks and cleaner. I understand the lies and the deceit. When they finish collecting this offering, they laugh. They laugh at you. They laugh at you because they said this will. They don't understand. You see, you can perfect the act. Amen. Of 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 mind control a lot of people today are under mind control they're being controlled all right they, you know they, they they've engineered they've re-engineered they've rewired their pattern of thinking that's why certain churches you don't go there again because you will never grow spiritually you will never come to the place amen of living your life to the full reality of god's prophetic intention for your life the moment you enter there they lock the door you don't go out even they, they put a curse on you if you try to leave. What am I talking about? I'm dealing with the high place. The offering that is brought to the apostles' feet were used. Read chapter, you know, chapter six. How do you think they were able to get gather food, gather clothing, gather, you know, how do you, how do you think the church was able to establish a welfare, you know, community? Because of the the, the offerings, the you know, the, the gift that people brought to the house. I mean, it's clear. So the apostles' feet, amen, is the point. How good and pleasant, amen. The Bible says, no, no, no. That's not the scripture I want to read. The Bible says, you know, the the feet of the, the feet of the of you know of, of you know of the of the prophet of the man of God, amen, is the launching pad. Is a launching pad, amen, of of God's prophetic intention into society. How good, you know, at the feet of them that bring the good news. We want to take good news to people. Sometimes taking the good news to people is taking food to them. It's taking clothing. It's taking shelter. It's helping people to pay their, their school fee. You know, it's helping people to pay their, you know, their, 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 you know, their, their, whatever it is that they're struggling with that they cannot afford. When they come to the church, the church should be a place where people should find rest, peace, you know, tranquility. Not a place where we just take people's money. No, you see, when, when you bring the money to the house of God, the money circulates among the people. 
because the concept is the apostles, amen, the prophets, you know, the leaders ought to know the needs of the people, amen, and dis- disburse the resource. But not just in the house, but also in the community. It's important that we look at this. I mean, this was not what I was planning to talk about, but it's important we look at this thing so that we are not deceived. You might say, well, I give to the man of God. No, no, you give to a thief. You give to a charlatan. You give to people who are just building their own empire. You did not give to the kingdom. All right, let's go on. Let's go on. So, so what led me to all this is that we need our, our leaders, you know, politicians. We need to pray for them that God will open their eyes. But not just politicians. Anyone, amen, who is representing community, society. We need to pray for them because God will be, you know, rather resources will be coming into their hands. And they, may, they need wisdom. They need direction. They need clarity in terms of, hallelujah, how to engage, you know, how to connect, amen, who, who they need to talk to, to you know, for, for, for the right, you know, uh, a sense of, you know, direction. We need that. Every leader needs that. Every, need, every leader, no matter how, you know, powerful, no matter how, you know, sighted that leader is, that leader needs somebody, amen, to help in giving direction, to help in giving clarity, all right? And you want to have the right people by the side of the leaders. And I'm saying that in most cases, our leaders, all right, they connect to the wrong people. That's what led me to all that I've explained. They connect to the wrong people because they look at those people as one who's got XYZ, he's got this, he's got this, he's doing this big thing. But if you, if you really scrutinize what they're doing, they're doing it for their own selfish gain. So if you really want an if you really want a leader who hears from God, because whatever God says, amen, is what is going to transform society. Not one man says, not one some religious, you know, a, a, a leader representative say. No, it is what God says. I mean, you look at my country, you know, just in the past election, all these false prophets were saying, no, 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 Buhari is not going to come in. The next, no, no, it's not going to, it's not going to make it. No, no, God told them, God told them. All of them were liars. They all failed. God shame them. I mean, and these are big names. These are people who have got, some of them have got 5,000 sitters in their church. Because, you know, their narrative is, is, to, is to establish certain agenda. If there is a bad ruler leading and you think, well, because this, this man is bad, God is suddenly going to remove him. You lie. Because you've got to track with God. You've got to understand the heart of God. And you've got to be able to, you know, see and understand how God is unveiling his prophetic agenda regarding that individual. Alright? The fact that people are weeping and people are crying does not suddenly mean that God is just going to have a, a change in leadership. It doesn't work that way. You've got to understand why God placed that man there? Why is that man still there? I mean, if somebody says, well, sorry, this man is evil, but guess what? He's coming back again to rule. What are you supposed to do? You need to change the tactics of prayer. You need to change. I mean, but people will begin to say, no, it, God forbid, it cannot be. It cannot come back because we respond to pain. We don't respond to the prophetic intentions of God. We respond to pain. We respond to, you know, to, to our emotion. See, as as mature people, we cannot respond. Just be responding to you know how we feel. If you if you if your life is dependent dependence on how you feel, you're responding to just the way you feel, and you think God is moved by your feeling. You lie. God is moved by His prophetic in, in, you know intention. God is moved by His prophetic agenda. God is not moved by how you feel. He's moved by His purpose, His objective for your life. And if you understand His purpose and objective for your life, and you align with that, God will move. And you will see God start moving on your behalf. 
You may be crying, God, oh, this pain is just too much. Oh, please take it from me. And God says, yes, I'm going to take the pain. But the reason for this pain is because of X, Y, Z that you have not dealt with. You are living in a denial. Why don't you deal with that denial? Because if, for you to feel pain, something is, something is, something is causing that, that pain. Something is causing you to feel the way you feel. Deal with that cause. Don't just deal with the feeling. Oh, You see, these are things that people don't hear in the church. So, so our prayer, our ministry is centered around pain. And that's why I keep telling people, you keep running to, you know, like I, I, somebody like me, I will not sit down. I mean, back, back in those days, in the, in the early 90s, where TDJ started his church, I mean, I used to be a lover of this man, his ministry. But these days, no. Why? Because it's, it's capitalizing on the emotions of the people. When you build ministry around people's emotions, I mean, you are the worst false prophet in town because you are not dealing with the real need of the people. Everybody's got a need. I mean, if you have to build ministry around need, you will be rich because people are in need. People are, I mean, many people are facing divorce. Many people are facing, you know, uh, uh, um, you know, all kinds of problems. Their children are going crazy. All right. People are going through all kinds of abuse. I mean, that is just humans for you. So, I mean, it's like saying in a country like South Africa where there's all kinds of issues around money. It would just be right to start a business of giving loans to people. I mean, it is just it would just be normal. That would just be a normal thing to start a finance house, where you start financing people's debts. I mean, that would just be. A, I mean, you don't need uh, you know a rock, a rock science you know technology or you know knowledge to be able to do that. I mean, if you really want to start good business in South Africa, just look at the needs of the people. And that's why some of these churches all right, that are mushrooming here and there, that are becoming even bigger than larger than life, they're just taking advantage of the needs. I mean, this is just a business concept. You just, you, that's business concept. Many pastors are running their church based on the need of the people, not based on God's eternal prophetic counsel. That's why I keep telling people, if I want to start a church in this nation, and you give me give me six months, or give me a year, there about a year and a half. I tell you, in the next year, I'll be running a thousand a thousand seater church, if no more, because I know the buttons to press. But you see, we, we cannot do that. We are not permitted to do that because that's perversion. Because that is anti anti biblical truth. All the Bushiris of this world, all the prophet angels and all these guys, when you see them on television, all these guys, you see them on TBN. No, it's a it's trade. This is a gospel of economy. This is a gospel of mammon. This is a gospel of money. That's what they're running. Some of them have gone to, you know, finance house to borrow money to start a church because church is a business. It's good business. If you, I mean, if you want to do any business in this in this season, you feel you need money, you want to go into you know, go into a business of starting a church. First of all, people people don't think right, and people are very emotional. All right, people have need. People can't think properly. People are emotional. People have need. All right, many people are looking for husband. They are looking for wife. They are looking for children. All right. Some just want, you know, their career to, you know, to, to, to bloom. Some want to start business. All kinds of, I mean, we live in a world that is full of needs. So 
it would just be right to start a church all right, that seemed to be meeting those needs. And you, all you need to do is start creating all kinds of you know, uh, um, programs. Can you see people, they say, you know, the one husband, the man of God say, lie down, I'm going to lie on you. <laughs> you're looking for a husband. You're looking for a husband. The man of God say, lie down, I will lie on you. Then you're going to get a husband. I mean, and you've lost your brain to know that that is completely out of order. That is the world we live in today. Don't ever think those people are, are not as stupid. Some of them have, you know, university degrees. But you see, when you have need, sometimes you forget your intelligence. And that's why some of us can, can really go through pain and, and go through needs. Because we are really in need, but we would dare not use our gift to manipulate people. And people don't understand that. That's why I keep saying, when we walk by the Spirit, you see, men, true men of God, not, they ought not to suffer. Because we can see. But because today, no, no, we don't, we, don't, we don't see by discernment. We see by, you know, how we feel. We see by how we feel, how we think. That's how we feel. The day you don't like the man of God, you don't give to him. The day you like him, the day he says things that you like, oh, then you bless him. But the day the man says things you don't like, then you're on your own. Then the man suffers. <laughs> yeah, that's why a lot of people today are going to start their own churches. All right, a man of God says something in the church. You know, certain group didn't didn't like it. All right, and maybe his you know his you know his associate has been trying to get out there to also speak, and the man of God has been pushing him back. No, no, you must stay back because the more this guy shows his face, the more people are going to like him, and and he doesn't want people to like him, so he puts him behind. The one day he decided and said, no, 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 no. I also must have a part of the cake. Come on. I must have a part of the pie. So he decides to break away. Guess what? Half of the church because they like him. They like him. They like him. Not because indeed he's got the word of the Lord. Not because indeed God called him. And even if God called him, God might have not, might not have sent him. And maybe God is preparing to send him, but it wasn't in time yet. But guess what? Because everybody is living in a rebellious jungle. So they follow him. And guess what? After six months, one year down the line, they break away from him and follow the next person. That's why today we've got chaos in the church, in the body of Christ. Because we are not doing things by the leading of the Spirit. We're doing things, amen, by our own kind of selfish agenda. We only support what, amen, connects to our interests. Not because, amen, that thing, amen, indeed, you know, is, is advancing the purposes of God. Places that we're supposed to support it, we're not supporting it. The man we're not supposed to support, we support because we, we are insecure. We just want to belong there. We want to be part of them. We want to be part of what is happening there. We want to be part of the big name. Let me say, where's your church? Well, we go to XYZ Center. XYZ Family Center. Come on. You know they're kidding you. They're fooling you. But guess what? Because we are humans who are in need. You know, we want to socialize. You see, these are all issues that deals with the wrong affiliations of our life, the wrong connections of our life. We're here and there because our life, amen, is completely out of order. So we're looking for some covering. We're looking for some fig leaf. And when that fig leaf dries up, we'll go get another one. And we're forever, you see, we're like prostitutes. We're running here and there just to get satisfaction. Oh, come on, Isaiah. This is, these are truth you don't want to hear. But these are truth we've got to hear. We're talking about dealing with amen, a shift in the season. When a, when a season shifts over our life, every aspect of our life must shift along. 
as we're shifting, amen, we're also shifting the course over the spiritual atmosphere of our environment. In fact, that's where we begin from. So we're not deceived. May I never get to a point a day in my life where I will preach what people want to hear. Then I failed God. My duty is to give that to which the people need to hear. Because what you need to hear. You see, when you go to the doctor, if you're sick, you go to the doctor. The doctor doesn't give you what you, what, what you feel you want. The doctor gives you. He prescribes the right medicine to cure your impediment. To cure, hallelujah, your, 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 your sickness, whatever it is. And sometimes those prescriptions are not just palatable. Sometimes they are bitter medicine. Oh, you swallowed them, my good God. Your whole mouth is just... But guess what? You need it. Because after a while, that's the medicine that's, that tastes bitter. Begins to change you. Begins to give you health. Begins to change your body. Suddenly you begin to feel, well, wow, I feel better. I feel nice. Oh yes, you feel better because you swallowed the bitter pill. <laughs> Because you swallow the bitter pill. Some of us don't want to swallow the bitter pill. And as long as you want, hallelujah, the sweet pill, you're never going to get health, get, get well, get healthy. You're never going to get healthy. Come on, church, let's hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. This is the day we've got to begin to address the high places. There are high places in our life, high places in our community, high places in our nation, high places in our city that we've got to deal with. If we just say, oh, we have prayed, thank God for Siri Ramaphosa. He's there. He's our leader. This guy, this man has, you know, good intention. He wants to. I mean, we've seen all this thing happening and we just fold our hands and we think, yes, the job is done. No, no, no. The job is just beginning. Like I told you, the enemy is not going to fold his hand and watch, amen, their agenda go down the drain and, and watch how, you know, some individual start, you know, pulling down. The, they're going to fight back. So it is for us, amen, to now begin to do what? To stand in the gap and begin to pray amen and begin to push back in our prayer life amen in our intercession you see every time we pray we are changing the spiritual topography amen of our environment every time we intercede we're pushing back every time we pray every time we engage the realm of the spirit every time we proclaim the decrees of god every time earlier we open our mouth and begin to prophesy and begin to declare the intentions of god we are clearing we are mopping the atmosphere hallelujah this is like you know uh 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 you know this. You know this. Uh, you know street cleaners. All right. You know back then in, in you know in the in the U.S. you've got these vehicles. I don't know if they have. Well, I've not seen it here. Where you know the, the vehicles just go around the streets and it just cleans. Nobody does anything. Nobody does anything. The, the vehicle just cleans everything. You know that's the kind of thing that we want to see in the spirit. That as we pray, you know this this spiritual engine just cleans, just clean the atmosphere, remove the perversion and the wickedness and the corruption. Because you see when we deal with the puppeteers. It's only a matter of time before the puppets start falling. But if you're just dealing with the puppet and you, not, you do not have the capacity to engage the puppeteers, sometimes the devil wants to distract us amen, by fighting the puppets. While the principalities, while the powers, while the rulers of darkness, the spiritual wickedness in high places, they are still intact. The Bible says, and the high places were still there. The high places were still there. So we want, to, we, we want to deal with this high place. We want to understand what the Spirit of the Lord, amen, is saying to us. We want to be able to connect with the intentions of God, amen. We want to be able to relate, amen, with that which heaven is proclaiming and declaring. And we want to get ourselves ready. There are several things that I, I you know, I, I really want to talk about. But I can also see that my time 
My time is fast spent. Halabashanda. Oh, hallelujah. All right, let's 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 deal with this. Let's look back to some of the things that we have we've been able to establish, all right? That God is looking for a man. We've dealt with that, the kind of a man that God needs, all right? We've dealt with that. But we did not finish dealing with that because I mean, this is something that obviously we cannot exhaust, but we at least we have an idea because God said I look for a man, I sought for a man among them who will build up the wall. I'm reading Ezekiel 22 verse 30. I look for, I sought for a man among them, among them. And I've explained what that means, among them, who will build up the wall. That's something very important that I felt we need to, you know, continue to exercise. And, you know, this simple word or this simple statement has been drawing my attention back to the concept of uh, um, Nehemiah, who will build up, build up. So many things have been built within our life, all right, that obviously are not in alignment with the will of God, that are not in in, in consonant with the divine order of God, all right, that we need to tear down, all right, and build the right wall, all right. In, his, in, the, in Jeremiah, God said, all right, I've anointed you, I've appointed you, all right, for one reason, to tear down, to cast down, all right, to pull down. The false order that has been built because there are certain things that have been built up within people's mindset, all right. People, you know, a thought pattern, people way of thinking, people way of reasoning, all right. These things have hindered, you know, the 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 the, the, the flow of, of of the will of God, of the counsels of God, of the intentions of God, of the of the desires of God, all right, into the society. So so we need to cast down, we need to pull down, we need to build, you know, we need, we need to, yes, pull down, we need to cast down, we need to throw down. And it's important that we understand this context, alright? Because the context is you cannot build the agendas of God. You cannot stand. You know, one of the things the Lord said to me this morning is, you see, intercessors are apostolic builders. Intercessors are apostolic builders. Apostolic builders are those, amen, who have the wisdom, the grace, the capacity to build the intentions of God. Alright, when we build, we build, amen, in accordance to divine order. But we're not just building accordance in accordance to divine order. We're also building that to which will allow, amen, for you know the prophets or the, the the you know the intercessors, amen, to be able to mount up, you know, their their their, their post, amen, and and see and interact with that to which God is saying or showing us, so that you know we know how to then release that into society it's important these are all prophetic you know uh, uh you know concepts that we need to understand that we need to engage with all right we build up we cast down you say i look for a man among them we've looked at that quality quality of a man but there was something that i i i you know i i was dealing with was it two days ago when i was you know looking at this point on on the, on the mountain and that is you find in 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 judges chapter six you know, in Judges chapter 6, God wants to use a man. Remember, God says, I'm looking. There's a kind of a man that God is looking for. Yeah, so God found Gideon. All right, God found Gideon. God said, Gideon, I'm going to use you to fight the Midianites. I'm going to use you to change, to bring leadership back. I mean, back in those days, the Bible says, because Israel was without a true king. Everybody did what was right in their own eyes. So so now God is bringing order back. God is bringing, you know, a, 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 a 
structure back to, to the nation because I mean these people are just ravished, destroyed, you know, uh, harassed here and there. All right, and that's what happens in the day where there is no clarity of leadership. Remember that leadership is not just the figure of a man. Leadership, amen, is a position of governmental authority. Amen. Sander with the capacity to bring the people to the preferred order in, in God. That is leadership. Alright? And that can happen in various sectors of life. Amen. We need leadership in politics. We need leadership, amen. In the in the in in, in the sphere of the economy. We need leadership, amen. In our homes. We need leadership in our community. So we, we want to come. You see, all that we're talking, we, I mean, we're dealing with intercession and prayer here. But you see how the Spirit of the Lord is actually resourcing us. Because when we say, when we say come, let us pray. Let institute. People just think, oh, well, prayer, intercession, oh, I, I can do that by myself. No, you've got to understand that prayer and intercession, amen, is the heart of, you know, that which the Spirit of the Lord, amen, is birthing in terms of God's prophetic apostolic order for this new day. If we don't understand how to pray, no wonder the disciples say, teach us how to to pray we can be thoughts amen and prayer are in various dimensions in prayer in, in, in various layers amen of spiritual engagement so this is this is if you will this is an advanced concept of prayer because this prayer and intercession is dealing with amen a shift in season is dealing with amen our society is dealing with nation is dealing with nations amen is dealing with our location is dealing with who we are amen as 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 a type of a spiritual configuration we've got to understand all this so that we are not just limited amen we're praying but the devil is just laughing and he's just sipping his coffee and say look at this one they say they are praying <laughs> leave leave them just keep them busy with that prayer keep them busy their prayer never gets anywhere because they are not praying with insight so we've got to understand that there are things that heaven wants us to deal with even in our intercession as we push back the activities of, of darkness. All right. So one of the things that we're dealing with is the position of leadership. So God said in, uh, excuse me, in Judges chapter 6, yes, uh, uh, Gideon, you've been found. I'm going to use you mightily. But guess what? You have to first go to your father's house because all that are you know, affected the land, also affected your, your your own life too. I see that there's an idol in your father's house. So I want you, you have been chosen, I'm going to use you. But first of all, I need you to go and do this first. Go to your father's house, pull down the altars of Baal. Why, 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 why did Gideon have the altar of Baal? Why did the father of Gideon, amen, was worshipping the, you know, the altar of Baal? Because like I told you earlier, the, you know, Baal worship, amen, is to is to enhance you know uh you know, productivity you know is to enhance the you know their state of economy all right bail worship is to give them increase to give them you know uh food that's why you know where, because at this point they are, they actually thought god has left the land they thought god was not involved in their nation again so everybody have shifted to the wrong god including the father of gideon bible says go to your father's house and Pull down the altar of Baal there. That was a condition God gave. You see, so this is something God is also giving to us in our day. Come on. This is something God is saying, okay, you, you want to be part of this, right? You want to engage. You want to, I'm going to use you and you want to, you want to be used, right? Okay, I've listened. But first of all, you've got to go to your father's house. I want you to understand that this high place that we're dealing with, as much as is some 
powerful principality up there, but it's also connected, all right, to our own immediate world, our own immediate household. There's an altar of Baal in our house. He said, go there and pull that down first. Because if you cannot pull down the altar of Baal in your father's house, you will never be able to engage the high places. Do you see the principle? You will never be able to engage. Because the Bible says, the prince of this world came and found nothing himself of himself in me. This is, this is, this is a declaration of Jesus Christ. The prince of this world came, found nothing of himself. Now, if we want to engage, hallelujah, in that which the spirit of the Lord is saying to us, and we want to stand, we want to be a Moses that is standing on the hill of the Lord. We want to be a Joshua that is fighting the Lord's battle. We want to be an Aaron and all, hallelujah, you know, uh, supporting that which is taking place. Then we've got to make sure that there are no areas in our life that the enemy can use, amen, as an advantage to hinder, to frustrate, amen, the prophetic agenda, the demand of God for our day, for our society. We want to be want to be sure, amen, that there is no area of our life, amen, called the altar of Baal or whatever. Excuse me. That in the day that heaven is say it's time to move into the next season. Amen. That we are not taking one of our father's gods. Amen. And sitting on it. That we are not still in love. Amen. With that which we know. Amen. Is completely aberrant to the divine order of God. And this is a word that I'm bringing to South Africa. Particularly to the church in South Africa. And, and maybe to the rest of Africa particularly. Alright, there are things heaven is demanding of us right now that we need to look into individually. That we need to begin to say, no, no, you, you are not supposed to be part of my life. You, in fact, yes, you were born in my father's house, but guess what? It's time for you to go. It's time for you. You've got to begin to divorce yourself from those things. He said, go to your father's house. I mean, that takes boldness. That takes boldness. That takes courage. That takes wisdom. That takes sight. Because I tell you, when it comes to our father's house, we are what? Sentimental. Because now, it's too, this thing is very close to you. This is, this is your house now. This is your father's house. This is your father's house. This is that which is connected to you personally. You've got to be able to track, you know, those ab- abnormalities. You've got to be able to track those value system those wrong pattern of thinking those beliefs that are not in line with god's will god's counsel because god wants to use you as a gideon to engage the deliverance of the people but guess what you don't want people looking at you and pointing fingers but hello you want to remove the 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 the, the specks in our eyes but guess what you've got a log there what's going on here so god says go to your father's house go get go go get rid of amen the altars of baal remove pull it down casting down imaginations Bring down the high walls bring down the high things that have exalted themselves above the knowledge of god in your life do you have the boldness? Do you have the courage? Do you have what it takes to face your father's house? Do you have what it takes, friends? To face your home, to face your marriage, to face your children, to locate the wrong spirit, to locate the wrong order and call them by name and not be afraid. And say, oh, but oh, this is my child. My God, your child can... <laughs> Your child can, can, you know, can be influencing some wrong spirit. Because while men are sleeping, all kinds of things cr- crippling. Nobody says, oh, this is a house of a bishop. This is a house of a prophet. You can't go there. 
If they can't get it, they will get your child. So whatever it is, there's a point that I'm making. Whatever it is that is in your life, that is in your immediate world, that the enemy can use to stop you from advancing in the will of God, you have to address it. This is the order of God. These are kind of the things that people don't want to hear. But guess what? If you truly love God and you love his will and his purpose, you will engage it is the spirit of the Phineas. They turn to their brethren. You've got to turn to your brethren. Hallelujah. You've got to turn to your own brothers and begin to look at those things and say, this ought not to be. This ought not to be. This ought not to be. Because listen, if the devil wants to cripple you from doing the will of God, it will start from within your life, from within your household. The strength of the enemy in crippling men from going on with God, most time begins from their immediate world. So God said to Gideon, go and pull down there's a word for for us can we pull down as colors can we pull down because there are all kinds of gods that we have erected there are all kinds of things we've erected we have allowed into our society as colors as blacks as white as indians that we say well it's just part of who we are it's part of our culture it's just part of our identity. It's just part of who we are. This is who we are. No, it's not who you are. If any man be in Christ, it can be who they are, but not who you are. Because when you give your heart to the Lord, when you come to the Lord, amen, you become a representative. You become a voice of God to your home, to your family, to your community. Because you see, we want to change our society, but it starts from changing our own immediate world. It starts from changing our own immediate life. If everybody can understand this principle and begin to apply them before you know it, we are ready to engage on Mount Carmel. Hallelujah. With, with, with the Jezebels of this day, with the Arab, with the Ataliers of our time, we are ready, amen, to engage the powers of hell. But if you think you want to go out there, you know, a lot of people are, Zero, oh, let's go out there. Let's do ministry. Let's, uh, the devil, let's, uh, yeah, the guys leave him, demons leave him. Let him come. <laughs> Let him come. Come, come do, come do ministry. We know where to get you. You don't want that to happen. This, this is not a call for fear. This is a call to engage in boldness and in courage. Because God will always give us. You see, God is a, God is a strategic God. God never fights and lead us into war that we are not prepared for. And if you ever think that you're a Christian, you're not going to fight no battle. You're not going to fight no war. You are deceived already. Because the Bible says, put on the whole armor of God. Why do you put on an armor? Amen. If there are no battles. You put on an armor because there is, amen, there is war. You put on an ailment of salvation because there is war. You carry, amen, the shield of faith in your hand because there is battle. Why do you have a sword of the spirit? Why do you have the boots, amen, of the gospel on your feet? Because there is a war, amen. God said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail the church is advancing into the war zone but guess what victory is already ours but we've got to follow the, the you know the the, the the principles we've got to follow the dynamics and the strategy amen of preparing for this war you've got to have your ways guarded with truth with truth not with falsehood you can have all the ammo but your waist is not guarded with truth with the belt of truth you'll be defeated because your waist is your place of strength. As a place where you summon strength. You, sum, you, sum, you summon all strength through your waist. You put on that belt. You tighten your belt. Hallelujah. You tighten it tight. With truth. You're ready. Satan make my day. I think I'm going to stop here this morning. Because of time. 
that will continue by the grace of God. Oh, hallelujah. I love the word of God. So we engage in the high place. God said to Gideon. You read this in Judges chapter 6. And if you think, oh well, that's just enough. Chapter 7 also deal with the quality of people that are going to go on with Gideon. The kind of people that God is going to use to take the battle. Amen. To that point where we begin to execute the counsel of God. We're going to see the, the same standard that God established there. So we've got to understand this. There's a dynamics of a shift in season. This season has shifted. We've entered into a new day. It's a new dawn. And in this new dawn, amen, for us to be able to make inroad, we've got to war, we've got to fight, we've got to, we've got to establish the counsel of God. But for that to happen, we're laying the foundation of the quality of men. I sought for a man. So we've seen the quality of a man. And what this man must do in order to be that man, to be, amen, the vessel that will represent the intentions of God. This is how we pray. This is how we understand prayer. You see, when you understand this and you begin to pray, certainly your prayer will be changed. Your prayer can never be the same. Amen. You begin to pray from a higher position. Remember this past we're dealing with, they're in the realm of the spirit, principality in high places. But our prayer must be able to penetrate those high places. Amen. And, and, and be declared from the position of heaven. Don't let no devil benchmark your prayer. Some people, their prayer doesn't pass the ceiling. As, the, as they're praying and the thing is going on, the devil just says, hey, stop there. I see my goods. This prayer cannot penetrate. This prayer cannot go up. We want a prayer whose arrowhead is sharp. Father, we thank you. We honor you this day. We give you glory for once again, showing us your ways, your word, your counsel, your truth. Thank you for revealing your mind to us. Thank you once again for bringing us to this position of light. Thank you for bringing us to this position of grace. Father, we thank you that this day, as your word continues to bring us in search of this quality of a man that will build up the wall and stand before you in the gap. Father, we present our heart, our lives. Now, Father, is there anything in us that represents an altar of Baal? in our father's house that has become part of even our own template of thinking and reasoning that we're not able to see the way you want us to see that we see things the way everybody's seen it because we all have been captured by the spirit of Baal we've been captured by that altar we've been captured by that falsehood we've been captured Lord by that false sense of provision a Baal is a provider Baal is a provider but it provides that which never lasts Father, this day we declare, we want to fight, we want to engage, we want to go on with you. We want to be part of your army that you're calling in this new day. But we know we cannot go in the strength of Baal. We cannot go in the wisdom of Baal. We cannot go in the wisdom of this world. And therefore, Father, we undress ourselves. We declare this day, O God, we undress ourselves from, yes, the armories, O God, of Saul. We declare, Father, that we are sons of David. Our life, O oh God, is in you. And therefore, we prepare ourselves this morning, O oh God, in the, new, in the newness, in the new reality of what your spirit is demanding and requiring of us. Father, wash us, cleanse us. We present to you this morning, O oh God, a new wine skin in the name of Jesus. May your kingdom come. May your will be done in our lives. 
May you be glorified in our life as we stand on behalf of our nation, as we stand on behalf of this land, as we proclaim and declare South Africa is a new day upon you, is a new day upon you, as we proclaim that heaven, yes, is proclaiming a shift in season. Father, we declare, oh God, that you will reign in our land. You will reign in our land through us and through many of like mind, oh God, who are raising the standard, who are raising the bar. This is your day. We declare, come Lord Jesus, may your kingdom come. May your will be done as it is done in heaven. Let it be done this day, oh God. Help us to grow. Help us to develop. Help us to be renewed in the spirit of our mind. We receive new light. We receive new direction. We proclaim this morning, oh God, that we will build in accordance to your divine order, in accordance to your divine principle, in accordance to your divine preference in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. We will, as you look for a man, you have found us, oh God. You have found us because our heart, Lord, says yes to you. And we thank you this day that as you find us, we have the courage to go, yes, into our Father's house and begin to pull down the altars of Baal. We'll pull down the high places. We'll bring down the high walls. Drunk imagination, falsehood, false concept of thinking, oh God. Father, we thank you this morning that you renew our mind. You renew our thoughts. We bind ourselves to your will. We bind ourselves to your desire. We bind our entire being, our entire household to your being. Come, Lord Jesus. Have your way. Be glorifying us. Use us for your glory. Use us for your honor. Make us a worthy vessel. Make us an instrument of change. Look upon us, O God, with your mercy. Return to us with your mercy transform us renew us reform us oh father we thank you thank you thank you have your way have your way this nation will be restored this land will be renewed once again you will revisit us oh god in your mercy father we thank you in jesus name amen Oh, hallelujah. Well, we've come to the end of this morning uh, uh, devotional. Thank you, everyone, for joining me. Please, let's continue to pray for this nation of our beloved South Africa. God's prophetic purpose for this land, for this nation, is advancing. It will not fail. Nothing will stop it. Nothing will end it. And even if we refuse to pray, guess what? God will raise somebody somebody else. God will raise another company of people to do it. So it's an honor, it's a privilege for us to be part of that which heaven is using us to do now. So let's continue to do our part. Let's not be weary. Let's not be tired. Sometimes, you know, in, in positioning ourselves on the on the mountain to you know to, to pray while the battle is raging on you know on the valley, sometimes we get weary, we get tired. And, and, and that happens to me. So I'm not telling you that oh, this guy, some people say, oh, this guy is just anointed. Oh, he's just continuing. Oh, my God. Sometimes I get weary, I get tired. And uh, we need to be able to encourage each other to continue to press further. Because if I don't tell you this, then I'll be lying to you. I'll be lying to you. But the Lord is our strength, is our shield, is our bulwark, is our present help in time of trouble. So. Please, let's continue to pray. Let's continue to advance the intentions of God. Let's continue to decree and declare. Let's continue to engage in the realm of the spirit as we also have the resolve to deal with the altars in our Father's house. 
Thank you so much. Have yourself a wonderful and a blessed weekend. God bless you. Bye-bye.